Hi, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. We are part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Communications Director. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 13, for the fifth Sunday of Lent, March 29, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from John, Chapter 7, Verses 3 through 7, 17, 20 through 27, and 33b through 45. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God... God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of Man the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone laid across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Do we have faith or not? You know, there's times when we can very readily answer that question with an affirmative. Yes, I believe. But then there are other times when we may find ourselves questioning whether we really do believe And if so, how much? Faith 
is such a pivotal point of who we are, such a defining element of who we are, because it changes up how we process our experiences, our thoughts, our understanding of our very selves, and most importantly, God. You know, over the last week, talking with folks, as we're going through this new normal of life, of how it's being received and processed, some folks say, I'm doing okay. Others tell me, I'm concerned about those I love. I'm worried about family and friends. My husband's a doctor, and I'm concerned that they're exposed to so much. I find myself filled with anxiety, others relate to me. Still others talk about their households going from a place of calmness and peace to a place where there's a meltdown every other moment. Tempers seem to be heightened and people in an unsettled place. How long will this new normal be a part of our lives and what will the result of it all be when we put this all aside and move on? Things will undoubtedly change, but how? How? If you notice the reading from Ezekiel today, has a very interesting dynamic going on in it, and one that we might not realize at first until we step back and reflect a bit. But several times within this very short reading, God uses the pronoun I. I. I will do it. I am the Lord. I. Now, it's not that we believe in a God who has an ego problem or is narcissistic, that's certainly not what's happening here. But we do believe in a God who has ordered things and put things together in such a way for us to find the happiness and the centeredness and the truth that we seek. We have to travel this certain path. It is this God whose outpouring of love has flowed over to all of creation and into our very selves, the author of life, who can bring life from death. However, we must believe. We have to approach this God with faith, knowing that as we encounter life, however that looks, God will bring good out of all of the darkness and death we can ever imagine experiencing. And so the question comes again, do we believe this? Do we believe this? Part of the challenge, and I can even experience it and feel it myself, is that Modern society has given us so many conveniences. 
And those conveniences get relied upon more than we often may like to believe. We cushion ourselves and almost convince ourselves that really what's most important at the end of the day is my own level of satisfaction and happiness. That as long as I can go and get the coffee that I get every morning and go and do the things that I need to do and go visit the people I need to visit and conduct the business of my life as I want to conduct it, as long as all of those pieces are in place, then life is good. And when those pieces get disturbed and things are turned around and we can't have what we used to have and can't possess what we want to possess, then we go into this dark place because our egos are a bit scarred and wounded. We've been taken off our axis because it's easy to convince ourselves that it's not God that is most important in our life. It's not God who's going to save me from the realm of death or disappointment or despair, but my resources, what I can find and rely upon, what I can have around me. But that is simply an illusion, an illusion. You know, bumping up against life's lessons, and those lessons are often more difficult to learn than we may suspect, is not always an easy journey as many of us are finding. Because in and through all of the anger that you're witnessing in those folks around you, in and through all of the disappointment that you're hearing, in and through all of the fears and the anxieties and the worries and the uncertainties and all of that stuff that you're feeling today are the learning of the hard life lessons. And that is often very difficult to encounter. It brings us to a very uncomfortable place. But we can only learn those difficult life lessons if we allow that to burn through us. We can't avoid it. We need to listen to what we're feeling and what we're experiencing so that through that darkness, through that doubt and through that despair, God can bring us to a place of new life. But because it's a journey that we don't often want to take ourselves, life has to bring us there as we're finding ourselves encountering in our current situation and experience. You see, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about God. And whether we like it, there are many things in life that we cannot control not least of which is our own eventual death. It is with certainty that each one of us will die. It is with certainty that life is going to be difficult. It is with certainty that there are going to be things that I encounter, and maybe you're encountering them right now, that I cannot control. And so... 
Do I have faith or do I not have faith? God is looking at us in the tomb of our lives. And it's a tomb that may be dark, may be uncertain, may be the familiar place that we call our center. But he's asking us to come out, come out, leave it, leave it. Find the new life, find the new hope, find the new love. You know, I'm amazed some of the most interesting and intriguing and and captivating stories I've ever heard told by folks are the ones that detail their journey through horrendous circumstances and the most challenging of times. Times when they've had to be without, times when they've had to endure, times when they had to find their inner resources to get creative about how to get even simple things. And what is amazing is that these stories never truly end in despair. But with the lesson learned that I've come through these challenging moments, I have encountered these challenging times and have discovered something deeper within myself, something more certain, something eternal, we call it God, who has brought me to a better, more centered, focused place. And maybe after we go through this experience that we find ourselves in, it's hope that maybe the light bulb will go on in some people's minds and enlighten some people's hearts that we need to change the way we look at life. That life is sacred and special and deserves the utmost of reverence and care. That it's connecting with our brothers and sisters in our community of faith that really enriches and nourishes us. As Catholics, we are truly finding ourselves challenged at this point without the availability of the sacraments. May that increase our thirst so that at the end of this pandemic, Our churches can be filled again with people who hunger for their connection with their God. Hunger for a connection with the one and only one that can save them from darkness and save them from death and bring them to new life because he is the Lord and we believe in no other. And so Jesus looks at each one of us today Come out, come out. Leave the sadness and darkness behind and find the light of life, joy, and truth. Father Mark Sislenko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening. Thank you.